You're listening to Comedy Central. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Up next is a special bonus episode of the podcast, Roy's Job Fair, where Roy Wood Jr. talks with Emmy-nominated writer Josh Johnson about his new comedy special, Hashtag, and more. Now hiring. Amazon Hmm. is now hiring for the position of delivery driver after a delivery driver in California attacked a 67-year-old woman over a disagreement over a package. Mm -hmm. The 21-year-old allegedly punched the victim at least 10 times in the face and head. Mm. Confrontation started when the driver said to the customer something about, quote, checking her white privilege. To which the customer said, you don't have to be a bitch about it. And then turned to walk away, at which time the Amazon driver bum-rushed her from behind and stop, 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 I can tell you this much. What? I bet you the next time that package late to her house, I bet she gonna check her white privilege. (laughs) She's not gonna say a word. (laughs) Start the show. I said so long. I said so long. I got punched in the face Cause I argued over delivery My name is Roy This is my job fair A happy middle of Pride Month And a happy Juneteenth week to you My fellow Black Nubian queen She is Jacqueline, a.k.a. JG. On the show today, um, we're selling crack cocaine out of fast food establishments. It's your uh, scam of the week. We're going to be joined shortly by a good friend of mine, comedian Josh Johnson. Very funny guy. He'll uh, settle in with us for worse than first. And uh, finally, somebody from the vaccine research side of the game who is hired. Listen, whether you support being vaccinated or not, you can support getting that motherfucking money. True. So, we're going to speak with a representative from one of the three vaccines. Is it three vaccines? It's three in America. 
Yeah, it's more globally. You know, J&J gets a bad rep, but I won't say much about that. All right, we'll find out which vaccine company they're with. Because, like, you know, this vaccine is like Coca-Cola. Where you get out the country, it is like 14 other flavors mm-hmm. that you didn't even know they offered over here. Yeah. You ever see a weird flavor of potato chips overseas? Wait, man, they need that shit in America. I always see it with potato chips and candy bars. I had a ginger ale Kit Kat in Tokyo, Japan that was so magical. Really? And it was limited edition. They don't make it anymore. That doesn't sound good. Gone. That doesn't was, sound good. It was magical. That sounds it was good. magical. They make all the crazy flavors over there. They got like strawberry Kit Kats and like all types of weird stuff. They had um what's the green shit that's not guacamole that you get with sushi? Oh, wasabi. They have wasabi mm. flavored Kit Kats. That's good. That's no, not good. That one that one was disgusting. That sounds good. I like spicy and sweet, so that's good. And I have to apologize. I'm in a hotel and the people next door are engaging in things so if you hear stuff that's what it is don't I'm listen, trying to listen. i'm trying to listen <laughs> why did you listen for it because we're all listening you don't think the listeners just did the same thing we're trying to hear somebody fucking no we don't want to hear them i can hear them i cheer for people like if they're like <laughs> when they're done i bang on the wall and i go good job Oh, my gosh, you do not. I have to amuse myself. Jacqueline, I've been on the road for well over 20 years. Yeah? I've heard some hot and sweaty. Well, you know I time everything, and they're about six minutes in, so. Where where are you? I'm in Texas. I'm I'm an hour outside of Houston in Rosenberg. She just got really loud. I don't know what that is. Yo, turn your mic up. <laughs> I will not know. Turn your mic up. No. That's an invasion. No. How's it an invasion? It's bleeding through your walls. They the ones screaming. They want the world to know. There's people that are performative like that, you know. Mm. There's some people that are into that. Maybe they can hear you on the other side, and they think that you hear them. Stop whispering. You paid your money to be in that hotel the same as them. They should get to hear you talking about employment. I'm not going to turn the microphone up so you can hear them. And I'm also not going to deal with you whispering for the next hour because you don't want the people to hear Hour? They should be done in three minutes. You don't know. Did you see him go in the room? You don't know what she's dealing with over there. Mm. She might be dealing. He might have took two of them blue pills. (laughs) Them motherfuckers be going for two, three hours for all we know. I don't know what they look like, so I don't know. But I'm going to keep a time on it. I promise. Are y'all going to require oh, vaccinations? I'm sorry. They just finished. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, I know. Make the sound. What sound? Did I you will make? not. <laughs> make the sound. Jacqueline is getting all freaky today. No, I'm not. Don't say that. What sound did he make? Was it like a... I'm not going to respond. Was it like a... <laughs> was it what sound did he make Jacqueline look you the one in the hotel it was a you, loud grunt you Let's didn't have around. to tell us what was happening in your room you could have just said I'm in a hotel there's noise I'm sorry but you got specific and said hey before we start the podcast people are fucking next door excuse the noise so now me and listener of the podcast <laughs> I want to know, 
Could you guess the position? Yes. Okay. What position do you think they were in? I'm not going to answer that. I'm just going to say it was a loud grunt, so they just finished. That wasn't bad. Okay. You have a guess. Stop it. I, we're going to get to Josh in a second, I, but I just want to know. Like, that's the game I play in the hotel. Like, I was in a hotel one night, and the uh-huh. couple upstairs was fucking, and I heard them scoot all the way across the room, so I knew they were fucking in the chair. Yeah. Because the chair kept moving. Yes. So, respect. So, now, if you really want to be courteous now, this is something I used to do in my early days. Call the room. Since you know their room number. <laughs> I do. You know how to call You know how to call room to room in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> call the room. I've only done this twice. Call the room. When the dude answers, he goes, hello. You just go, hey, you did that shit. (laughs) And then hang up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Jacqueline, it will boost this man's self-esteem for fucking days. If a stranger called you post-fuck to tell you, hey, man, I was in the next room. I heard everything. Respect. Because he doesn't know which room. He doesn't know who. <laughs> Just, okay. I'm not going to do that, though, of course. <laughs> you are so vacation Bible school sometimes that it's <laughs> annoying and that you miss out on golden opportunities to just live a little bit in life and bond with strangers. Bond with strangers. Strangers. I didn't, I didn't say call him and ask him if you could join in next time, JG. I just said call the man and tell him good job. Feel comfortable telling him that based on your estimations and if they were already mid fuck before we start the podcast mm-hmm. you said there were six minutes in that's a good three that's we're talking 10 to 12 minutes of stroking 14 minutes and 17 seconds you know i time every- why are you time what kind of freak <laughs> no i time everything you know that why so you can shame whatever man you the no. next time you're banging, you get well. There was a gentleman in Texas who went much longer, and I just think that you should look into no. your cardio regimen. I'm into numbers. I timed myself going from here to there. I'm into numbers. You know that. Fourteen minutes and seventeen seconds, though. We're drifting off the north star of this mm-hmm. podcast, which is to discuss employment. Yes. So in the meantime, let's move ahead to Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Thank you for the drop right there, Producer Lawrence. Uh, I want to send out a quick shout out here before we get into worse and first. Kedron Brewer. Kedron Brewer is a brother that did over two decades in our country's correctional institutions. And Brother Brewer, since that time, has gotten out of prison become an entrepreneur, started a trucking company, and Brother Brewer only hires convicted felons. Mm -hmm. Pardon me, returning citizens. Thank you. He only hires returning citizens. And there's a video of him going around. We'll put it up on the job fair, um, Instagram and Twitter, Mm -hmm. where he just goes around the room with all the truckers that he's hired, and each of these brothers is speaking on how many years Uh, They've served and it's empowering. It's saddening at first Mm. when you see just how many different people have been caught up in our penal system, regardless Mm -hmm. of what they did and what the sentence was. You want people to get out and have an opportunity 
to turn it around because that's the whole point of prison, right? Is, you know, rehabilitation. So to see a room full of rehabilitated returning citizens, it's a beautiful thing. And we're going to work to try and get him on the show in a couple of weeks. His book is called From the Streets to the Suites. Kedron Brewster, you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Oh, speaking of guests we're going to get on soon, we're making progress with the Proud Puffs guy. Oh, that's exciting. I know you're really excited about his Black-owned cereal that's struggling to get shelf space across America. We're going to talk to that brother, Nick King. With that aside, let's get to our guests. It's time for Worst and First. Worst and First, this, of course, is the part of the show where we invite you, the Job Fair listener, to come on and share with us either your worst job or your first job or Something fucked up that happened to you in the world of employment at some juncture in your life. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. If you would like to be a part of this segment, this is the People's Podcast. I invite complete strangers, motherfuckers I don't know, people that I literally met over Twitter DM 30 minutes earlier, which probably legally isn't the the smartest thing. (laughs) No. Because they say the craziest stuff. Indeed they do. And then they also don't sign the legal waiver after the fact and we can't use the segment. But you know, we take chances. The truth is truth. We take chances on this show. We wear the condom low, as I like to say. (laughs) Oh, gosh. We wear the condom. Yeah. Speaking of next door. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm sure he was wearing that condom low. That's why he lasted 12 minutes. Because he was. Let me stop. Let me stop. Hey, <laughs> coming with us on the phone, Jacqueline, I know I don't usually have you introduce our guest, but this brother is a really good friend, uh, a brother in the world of stand-up comedy. He's a writer for The Daily Show. He already has a half-hour special that's circling around on Comedy Central. His new one-hour special is titled Hashtag. Trevor Noah presents Hashtag is premiering Friday, June 18th on Comedy Central and after that you can see it on the Comedy Central app and of course Paramount Plus Paramount Plus and Comedy Central part of the iHeartMedia network and also a proud sponsor of Roy's Job Fair mm-hmm. please welcome comedian Josh Johnson to the program Josh how the hell are you doing today brothers good to see you I'm doing well how about you you know what man I'm I'm good brother I I got no complaints man um the show is Struggling to keep the show on track today, Josh. Cause... Yeah, it seems like a lot is going on. A lot of, and like some of it is, it's fair enough to divert from because, like, I don't know. I've been in hotel rooms before where there's nothing like when somebody can't keep rhythm because that, that, that's the thing that always bothers me. So, like, I, I even lived in an apartment one time where my neighbors were having, very bad sex i felt very bad for both of them and it would it would you would hear the thumps like you would hear all the the beats but they yeah. weren't in place so <laughs> they couldn't decide if they were on the one and the two or the one and the three so you would hear like boom 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 and then nothing and then boom 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 boom, boom, boom. And clearly, he was like trying to get his breath back or something, like like something. Or he had that condom low, and he was trying to pause. Yeah, yeah, but it it was it was hard to listen to because you can tell, you can tell when somebody's about. It was like bad double dutch, where somebody dropped one of the ropes, but they're still trying to double dutch. That that I felt bad for them. Uh, that was hard to. Uh. 
it's you're happy when I see or hear other people making out or having sex. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. They're happy. You're witnessing mm-hmm. two people connect, Jacqueline. It's never disgusting. I didn't Can I tell that. you that's probably why the one of the only roles in Hollywood that they always mm-hmm. give to older black men that I think is actually appropriate is the guy that walks by when a couple is like at the end of the movie <laughs> and they're finally embracing and an old black man is like, y'all go ahead now. Like that, <laughs> that is that is what life is like only old black men are happy for you. like other people young people jealous middle-aged people why they gotta do that out here but old old people especially old black men are like love is a beautiful thing and then and then they just go about their day you know but that old, old, old white lady wouldn't work in that role you know that is hilarious josh well before we get into your worst job or your first job, let's talk first about the hour special. Hmm. Um, is the title of your special hashtag the word or just hashtag the symbol? I want it to just be the symbol, but certain metadata won't take it. So I had to put in parentheses the word. So that way hmm. on some platforms, I don't even know which ones yet, but potentially on some platforms, only the word will come up. But on other platforms, the symbol will come up first than the word. But we couldn't risk it coming up as gibberish mm-hmm. on certain like Ooh, like you yeah. know on pandora or something so we were like hashtag hashtag that's fair so then is the title of the special hashtag or is this yeah the title, the title, special? The title hashtag, of the special i wanted to just be the symbol but it's called hashtag yeah so i, I guess we can get into we should play um a snippet or two mm-hmm. of of you at the end at the end of this episode there we go bonus job fair exclusive we're gonna throw in quick little josh johnson snippet uh from the hour special hashtag now before you got into stand-up i know josh you've worked a lot of places you've done a lot of shit Mm -hmm. give me one of your worst or your first job stories brother uh so my first job was at a wonderful restaurant these people treated me like family they had me over for sunday dinners it was it was amazing they really took me in because you know i i loved my dad and everything but growing up we weren't always uh around each other or like i'd see him um on the weekend sometimes but they they really saw me as i guess a good kid so then they really wanted to keep me around and like just take care of me and stuff so i i think that that was my one of the best jobs i've ever had and it was my first actual job um and that place actually burned down before i started working there so i was once i was working there i was working in like the newly rebuilt you know restaurant and they were fighting to get back where they were because they they were on a roll and everything but apparently this is what i've heard i wasn't there because i didn't work there yet obviously but the um (laughs) okay so the oven and stove were very close to the wall Uh and they're cooking fajitas so you've seen how high the fire gets on a fajita skillet you know Uh and so there was one day where one of the cooks saw the fire getting so high that it started to catch the wall a little bit and he had his napkin and so with his napkin he sort of (laughs) swung it one or two times and was like uh uh fuck it and then ran 
out of the kitchen to the dining hall and yelled out to all the customers, we on fire, motherfuckers, <laughs> all right? And then no one knew what to do. Like, no one knew if there's a dude off the street or a cook or now, whatever. Is this, this, is this like a mom and pop spot? Is this a chain? Paint the picture of me of this type of restaurant. Is this a diner? Is it fast, fast food? Like, what is it? It's a sit-down restaurant, sit-down Mexican restaurant. Okay. And yeah, he ran into the dining hall, was like, we on fire, motherfuckers. And then people looked up. In front of customers. To the customers. Oh. Not in front. He was talking to them. He knew he was going to leave. And so then he, everyone looked at him because he had <laughs> screamed it. And it was there was this awkward silence. And then he was like, oh, y'all can stare if you want to. And then he ran out of the restaurant proper yeah. like he was gone. Then it wasn't until like... Uh, one of the other cooks ran out of the kitchen with a flame on his shoulder oh that people God. were like, oh, my God. And then they ran out. That's the story that I heard. Josh Johnson, brother, what I would love to do if you got the time is invite you to hang out with us while we explore a couple jobs um, in the world of employment. I, I don't even know, you know, between your time writing on The Daily Show and preparing for this hour special that premieres on June 18th, if you've even really had time to take in any podcast. But basically what we do here. We talk to people that are doing serious shit and offering real opportunities for people in the world. And I try my best to be, you know, courteous and let my curiosities take me where they may. Uh, we, I think, Jacqueline, is it vaccines? Is that what we're talking about That's around the corner? That's what we're talking about next. All right. Well, I don't know if you got the vaccine yet, Josh, but if not, we got somebody who got the hookup. So. Good to know. Yes, I have been vaccinated, but as soon as I got vaccinated, that's when the hookups came out. Oh, like, yeah. It, like, yeah, it's like I had to wait my turn. And then all of a sudden, then when I waited my turn, people were like, hey, hey, uh, what you doing at three tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where no. were you a month ago? <laughs> Comedian Josh Johnson is with us for the rest of the episode. This is going to be lovely. I don't think we ain't done this since Langston Kerman. It's going to be all right. Job fair. We'll be back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot 
to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Job fair. We are back. Comedian Josh Johnson sitting in the third chair with us. We'll call it the Cody seat for right now. Uh, his special is called Hashtag. It's June 18th on Comedy Central. That's a Friday. If you listen to this after June 18th, uh, pull it up on Paramount Plus and the Comedy Central app. Uh, Josh, we're going to get now to the world of employment. If you work somewhere that's hiring or you know of somewhere that's hiring and you can talk to us on camera, RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com is the way to go. Please don't send us DMs on social media. We check them, but not as often as we should. Yes, please, please email the show. Um, Let's talk a little bit about vaccines. Uh, I know we're about to have a wonderful doctor on, a Ph.D. doctor. Mm -hmm. I like that's very important because, you know, a lot of people say I'm a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but what kind of? You know, doctors, you a doctor, doctor. This is mm. a PhD. This is somebody who knows what the. You know, I like black reverence. Being yeah, called this is doctor. a doctor that preaches. Yeah, yeah. I'm Reverend Doctor Ebony. Like, nah, I don't need to talk to you about the <laughs> vaccine. The other thing that I thought was interesting, we could probably debate this later, JG. Uh, this is a New York Times article that poses the question. And this is a fair question to me. Mm-hmm. We'll pose it to our PhD friend. Okay. Can I ask? my coworker, if they are vaccinated. Mm. Is that an intrusion? Mm. So with that aside, Jacqueline, who do we have on the phone? We have Dr. Deb, and she's a scientist by training, now doing medical and branding strategy in the health and wellness at Gray, G-R-E-Y, which is a leading international advertising company. Okay. Dr. Deb, first and foremost, welcome to the job yes. fair. Josh Johnson, meet Dr. Deb. Nice to meet you. How you doing? Good. I guess before anything else, Dr. Deb, what exactly does your company do? Because I'm hearing medical, I'm hearing advertising, I'm hearing research, I'm hearing a lot of different lanes. So is it about, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I just want to get more of a scope of zeroing in on exactly what it is your company what is the goal of your company in the day to day? Is it to spread the word about things that have been marketed and researched? I'll let you talk. Okay. So we're an advertising company and doing the communications. And so what I do is the medical strategy and brand strategy for clients, which are usually biotech or pharma clients. Um, basically they used to do their own communications in house, but when you're so close to it, you think everything you do is great but really you need someone to say it's not. And this is what you're allowed to say. This is what you aren't. And here's the best story and way for people to understand what your drug or, for example, a vaccine is good for and how it works. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. So 
Y'all are like the company that decides like the shots like if you are a loved one has ever had the thing, make sure you done. And then it's like, I have a question. Which company decided on the Viagra commercial with the white lady in the treehouse? There was a Viagra commercial. Josh, do you remember this commercial? There is a white woman, good looking person. And she's literally, it's a treehouse. It's like some built house. And she keeps looking out the curtain for the dude. And it's just, it, it's, it, it struck me because it was the only Viagra commercial I've ever seen. It was the only erectile dysfunction commercial I've ever seen where there was no man in the commercial until the end of the, like the whole commercial. So like those shots and deciding, okay, for this drug, this drug might give you diarrhea. So let's have a shot of someone playing in a field. We need like, like, is it that specific and like deciding, like, are you one of the companies that figures that out? Yes. So the strategy behind, let's say the Viagra commercial where you don't see men is that it's focusing on that you will get a woman, right? It's about the man still, that commercial. But if you look at Cialis, then the strategy behind those commercials you'll notice are more about the decision making together. And that's how you differentiate them, how you might feel about Nice. Well, since we have you, doctor, I want to go back to a question that Roy actually asked as we were introducing you. Can we ask our coworkers, hey, have you been vaccinated? And which vaccine did you get? Jacqueline to the supervisor's office. Jacqueline <laughs> to the supervisor's office. HR is on the line for Jacqueline. Always, <laughs> for some odd reason. So apparently, I saw this in the Washington Post the other day. It's not a HIPAA violation okay. to ask anyone. Um, your employer can ask you. Anyone can ask. Um, of course, if it's a personal interaction, I don't know how someone might feel about not answering their coworker. I think it probably would be weird if they didn't. Um, but again, you know, it'll be based on the employer, whether they mandate that everyone has to have it when they get back in or not. OK. And then one more thing. I'm very curious how you're doing this and how you've done it. People that look like me, how are you pushing them and encouraging them to go ahead and get the vaccine? Because I have parents who grew up with things. All that- I need is Jesus. <laughs> yes. And Jesus is the vaccine. Correct. And they're accustomed to things like the Tuskegee syphilis study. They know about that. And so when this all started, I really had to talk to my parents to encourage them to get this done. So how did you get this done? Yeah, absolutely. And it's still a difficult struggle, right? Um, I think, you know, everybody wants to strive for equitable distribution because we're relying on it. And also, let's not forget that the hardest hit communities were the black and people of color communities and also rural areas um, where it's harder to get the vaccine. So, you know, it's really important to kind of reverse the devastation of COVID with vaccination. And I think it's just really people need to be heard. And um, a lot of people want to wait and see whether it's because they're waiting for 70% of the U.S. population or specific millions of numbers of people or people who are like me getting it more. I think just having conversations, you know, with their doctor and pharmacist where they're heard and listened to, which maybe isn't always the case, uh, is really important right now. And and letting each one of their concerns be answered and letting them sit with the information and not expecting them to rush. So, Josh Johnson, since we work together at The Daily Show, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> Did I, just uh, violate I have indeed. I have, I have a quick question that this I mean, I'm posing it both to our doctor, but just to everybody. I do feel weird. I feel like it is a a a testament to the American condition 
that everybody that did what they were supposed to do or was the most helpful or would help the most people, which was get vaccinated as soon as they were able to get nothing. But all of these people who were like, I don't know. What you gonna do for me? Get potentially a million dollars. Like, like I'm not saying I'm not saying. Obviously, we have to do whatever it takes to get enough people vaccinated. But why can't we have at least one retroactive lottery that if you prove that you got it before like April or yeah, I mean like you know if if you got the vaccine like in May and it was the earliest part of May that you were able to. That there's a lottery for you too. It's just it's 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 weird that that people doing the worst sometimes <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah. well, what can we do to you know? Yeah, was, was your company a part of that? Like, I know in Ohio they had like a lottery. If you come get vaccinated, you I don't know if you get a scratch off or you get a lottery ticket or whatever it was, you get entered in a whatever the raffle was to yeah. win. Was that was that part of your company's doing or? love to help a lot of those initiatives and just help people get vaccinated you know given the ability for mobility for certain vaccines over others um but again not allowed to do anything until launch which is many many months um and or talk to people really so not able to do that would love to to start helping out doing that but again the states really took it upon themselves to look at where the need was and kind of what those populations needed most and and do what they could do to get them incentivized. Understood. So, Dr. Deb, let's dig into the positions that you all are hiring for with your company. Um, Most importantly, if these are physical positions or remote positions, let's just start with that, but just kind of break down, you know, the areas where people, you know, could be a part of what you all are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, I'm, I do um, medical strategy, but also HCP, so talk doctor strategy. Uh, but we're looking for people who do branded strategy, consumer strategy, medical strategy, any kind of strategy. Um, uh, and basically, you know, we're not forcing anyone to come in right away. I think we talked about maybe going back to the office around October, but there's people who aren't planning to come back at all. Uh, during the summer, we hired people all over the country. And if they want to stay there, they can. I think that's just one way that good companies recognize and appreciate and show appreciation for talent, which is if you're not flexible, you'll get left behind. What about the money, Dr. Deb? How much are you paying? I know these are various positions, but I'm Negotiable always curious. Salaries. Yeah. Negotiable salaries. Yeah, they're really, really high paying jobs. We need a lot of great expertise. Um, I guess, you know, two people reporting to me, two to my coworkers, also in strategy, I would say around six figures, you know. Okay, Dr. Dan. Level of expertise and strategy in general. Yeah, but this doesn't this doesn't seem like the type of work where you can just, you know, we have people that come on with jobs that I believe are very complicated, but then I find out that the training and the skill set that you need is very easily attainable without years and years of school. This doesn't feel like that. Um, yeah. So for the medical strategy, I have a PhD. I'm a scientist by training and I did medical education before that, which is the non less strategic, non-advertising component. And then you can learn and you can do strategy and move up from there. But for regular strategists, you can definitely come out of school or business school, um, communications, and we'll teach it to you. It's just learning the process of becoming and being strategic. Okay, one last quick thing for me. You make good money, but do you like your job, Dr. Deb? I love my job. I can talk about science all day. And now that, you know, getting to affect millions of people and help out for 
drugs, treatments, and especially vaccines that I believe in is great because I just have a humongous impact compared to what if I was, you know, still slaving away at the bench. At the bench? Um, doing experiments. Oh, okay. Oh. Gotcha. Well, Dr. Deb, I can't thank you enough for coming on the job fair. I appreciate you. Thank you for the work you're doing. Where can people reach you if they want information on these positions? Um, I have a post on LinkedIn for, or they can, you have my information. They can just email. Okay. All right. We'll get that up on the socials as well. And thank you so much for coming on the job fair. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, after the break, we got the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Josh, I know you got to bounce in a second here, but uh, we also have somebody that was selling crack cocaine at a fast food establishment, and we need to ask them a couple of goddamn questions. Uh, job fair, we'll be right back. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Job fair. We are back. And yo, it has been a fun, fun show. Comedian Josh Johnson is aboard with this right now. His Comedy Central one hour special hashtag premieres Friday, June 28th, presented by Trevor Noah. If you're listening to it after that, it's also streaming on Paramount Plus, as well as the Comedy Central app. Josh. 
this part of the show is something that is it's been well received by the job fair listeners uh this is where we welcome our black people white people ologists on the show to break down things that have been happening in the world in the last week or so to give white people something to bring up with their black co-workers and vice versa it's a way for you to break the ice and the only way to break the ice is to get the knowledge from this man he is the author of the hit book Yo Side Chick Keeps Calling Me he comes to us from parts unknown usually somewhere in Tennessee his mama named him Narado. we call him Rod for short Rod welcome aboard please say hello to the homie Josh Johnson what up? What up, Josh? Josh, what's going down, man? Not much. I love the hair. I love what you're doing. You know, I'm, I much appreciate I'm, it. I'm honestly, I'm always envious of people who are able to make good choices with their hair because mine is sort of either picked out afro or it's just violence. And so today I'm wearing the hat because I didn't want to. I didn't want to come on the show with uh, to making us look bad. You know what I mean? I wanted to represent in the I'll best way I knew how. I mean, it's got it's got to be tragic up under there. If you wearing that wool scully in June, it's got to be bad. I, I understand, man. Yeah, it Josh like that got sometimes. one of them old school Fat Albert afros. <laughs> all the way out. And when they get lined up, that thing is perfect. Now, Josh, you weren't here last week. Rod uh, openly admitted on this program in a public forum that he is he was in Nashville, mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up at a lounge. Mm-hmm. And he, for a couple of dates, was a side dude mm-hmm. to a country oh, wow. music singer. Now, oh. Rod refuses to tell us which country music singer it was. But I got a list here of country music singers, and we're going <laughs> to fire off a couple of guests. First off, a couple of people did tweet us, Rod, uh, <laughs> with a couple of guesses. i give you those three. Uh, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne Rhymes and Faith Hill. Yeah, yeah. Are any of those three? (laughs) You said yeah to all those. Like, (laughs) be all of them. You're like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, go on, go on. It could could be all of them. Um, But I I hate to disappoint everybody, but it was was not either of those three. I'm just coming on out and saying, right, it was Clint Black. It was Clint Black. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Clint Black? Nice. That wasn't even on my list. Uh, that's so funny. I thought you were about to be like, listen, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but it was Miranda Lambert. Okay. You caught me at a weak point in my life. <laughs> but no, it was it was none of those three. But I would I would I would I would tap Reba though. I would hit that. See there? I would hit Reba, man. See? All right, right. Let's get into why we're here. Let's break the ice. Let's give these people some stuff that they can bring up at their job. Let's 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 flip it up. Let's start with the black folks today. What what are, what are the, starting with black people? Yeah, what can the black folks bring up today? White coworkers at the job. Uh, black people, which what you want to be talking to white people about is uh, something we've never got into on the show before. But this week's topic of conversation with white people is dogs. Okay. And more more specifically, uh, everybody knows you're a hype beast, Roy. You know, you're 
You like your fancy sneakers and your, your in-vogue clothes and, you know, your bathing eight T-shirts. You talking about that shit I wore on Wendy Williams. That was a one-time thing because my girl... <laughs> niggas is clowning me, Jacqueline. They clowning me because it is... Why has everyone seen this but me? I haven't seen it's it. somewhere on the internet. It, it's, I wear one weird pair of sneakers and a weird jacket. And now I'm a hype beast who likes Euro-cut suits. So he was on that dress. He was. He was on that dress like Jaden Smith. Oh. <laughs> 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 now I gotta. Kiss my ass, man. <laughs> but All right, sneakers. Where are we going? But for white people now, there is streetwear hype beast clothes for dogs. That's right. If you love Off-White by Virgil Abloh and you wear the latest Louis Vuitton chunky sneakers and Kanye tank tops, they got those clothes for dogs now. Uh, there's brands like Chewy Vuitton mm. and there's brands like uh, Barquier and, and they're getting into it, man. Everything that you see on rappers and whatnot today, instead of Supreme, they got Puffery. And they got all your hype B street wear for your dogs. You can dress your dog up to look just like you now. Uh, I'll let Josh go first because we work in a building where there's a lot of dogs. So I want to be careful. So the, the, okay. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) This is the thing. (laughs) I, I don't understand when... I'm starting to think that the Jungle Book should be banned in schools because these these animals are not children. Like like the like the the, uh, the level to which some people I won't even say who, but some people truly believe that their dog is their child or that a dog is a human. What's is, wrong with that? What's wrong with first of all? Okay, the people who do that. I've, I've met so many people that I'm like when people say that they like animals more than they like people I'm like oh that we have nothing else to talk about like you you like the thing that can't even you're all you're doing when you when people are like that all they're doing is projecting your dog doesn't actually have the same style as you it doesn't have style it would it, it doesn't need to be groomed it doesn't like it's just because they didn't have Gucci print sweaters for dogs back then. But I don't even think the dogs are jealous of other dogs in the Gucci print. <laughs> so we're, we're, we, okay, let me tell you, this is the thing. This is the human thing versus finish. the animal thing. I can't believe I'm going to defend dog owners. The, 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 the human thing versus the animal thing. A human will see somebody in the new Yeezys, will see somebody in Louis Vuitton and be like, I got to get my life together. A dog will see another dog in the new Yeezy, the new Louis Vuitton, and they'll be like, wow, they look hot. That doesn't look comfortable at all. But that stick, on the other hand, that stick in their mouth, oh, they are living a good life. <laughs> That's a dog's priorities. So, like, everything else around dressing the dog up and all this other stuff for dogs is projection. It's modern-day slavery is what it is. I, yeah, because the dog does it... I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about... Um, about I'm only talking about certain animals, but every once in a while you'll see an animal with their owner and you can tell that animal's not having a good time. <laughs> Which is like, my question. Oof. <laughs> so that's my point. At are these dogs, are these animals uncomfortable? 
in any of this goofy shit that they're that they're wearing. You see the dogs with the stupid yellow fucking raincoats on with the fucking hood or the shark outfit and it all looks goofy if you don't have any kids and this little fucking creature brings you joy I can't believe I'm saying this and this dog brings you joy fuck it dress the nigga up in Jordans and let him go take a shit on the street I the, the thing that I don't here's where I draw the line Josh and here's where you and I will agree I don't agree with giving your dog the last name of your like that seems a bit excessive like when I get a dog and I go hey everybody please welcome my new dog Johnny Wood to the like my dog ain't got no last name I'm not giving my dog no last name Yeah, it's a dog not a porn star and I can't refer to your dog as your child like when you go oh my child is here can I bring my like I'm not gonna do that that's like that, that goes back to the have I told the ventriloquist story no. Was that the, another podcast? No, that was not. Either. I I opened for a ventriloquist, and I was driving. Like as a feature act, you drive the headliner around. That's like part of your you know initiation as a road comic or whatever. And I drove this ventriloquist from city to city every day. We would stop to eat between you know a long you know five hour drive or whatever. And he would bring the dummy in with us to eat at the restaurant and would ask for a party of three, make the waitress recognize the dummy as a human being. He had a place setting, but then would not be hungry and didn't want to order anything. <laughs> and I had to play this, but I couldn't bitch about it because he could fire me because he's the headliner. Now, real quick, I, I think that bullying is wrong. It is wrong. Nobody should do it. But clearly there are some people that weren't bullied enough. <laughs> no. When did you go on the road with Willie Tyler and Lester? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Don't disrespect a vet like that. <laughs> Willie Tyler would never. <laughs> he went, which one was Willie Tyler? Oh. The dummy? Lester. <laughs> Neither one of them <laughs> would never. But Roy, the eighth. <laughs> oh my God, she's awful. Now I gotta Google it. God damn it. <laughs> Willie Tyler and Lester was the dummy or the man. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Willie Tyler is the man. Lester's the dummy. Okay. Y'all so wrong. God, I was so scared I got that wrong. Y'all are so wrong. I'm surprised that you're still alive to tell that story because this sounds like you were driving a serial killer around. Oh, it was creepy, man. It was creepy. Yeah. He was a good person other than that, but that was his Then he let the dummy ride in the car with a seatbelt Yeah, seatbelt. Hold up. This is crazy. What you think? You think he'll put him in the truck? That's his child. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I understand why people would be doing this so yeah that, that's a good one for black folks to bring up like yo have you seen them new supremes just dropped alright let's flip the script real quick Rod get a white people something to bring up to their black co-workers uh, white people what, what black people are talking about right now uh, heavily is uh, comedian Monique coming out and, and giving a PSA for all the black queens to stop wearing yep. their bonnets and pajamas in public. And just like you thought, uh, she's receiving heavy backlash from the black community because she is learning a great lesson for all black celebrities in that 
You cannot ever tell black people to do better. They will turn on you. (laughs) (laughs) But they were just doing better just fine without... It's also such a, a, a rough go to like, clearly she saw someone. So now she's making the video yeah, for everyone. Yeah, she saw somebody in the airport. <laughs> but it's like you, you saw one person, so now you made a PSA for everybody. But I don't really want to be roped in to what somebody <laughs> doing because I'm, I'm everybody. So I'm not somebody. So leave me out of, you know what I mean? It would, it would be like if I made a video on Twitter and I was like, listen, we as black people, Need to Nigga, stop. shut your bitch ass up. It's like, yeah, I didn't even get to the thing. It's it's exactly that. And it'll be off of one person because there's nothing that we're all doing. <laughs> That's what makes it so aggravating. Because then, oof, I mean, and here's the thing. I'm sure, to, to, to Monique's credit, I'm sure whoever she was talking about was probably looking pretty rough. If it made you make a whole video about it, you're probably like, she shouldn't be out here like that. Let me... Let me make sure this never happens to anyone ever. Again. Well, I can believe it because I went to get uh, my driver's license a couple weeks ago, and I can tell you, I saw so many people who looked like they were on their way to their bathroom to take their first piss of the day. Wow. <laughs> it was so many people there who just rolled out of bed, put on shoes, and came to the DMV. I mean, it was bonnets, headscarves, a uh, dude in dirty food stained tank oh. tops and just bicycle shorts pajama shorts it was awful and I was like you people are in public what are you doing so I get where she was coming from but, and she was trying to be extremely nice she used the word she used the word queen and sweet baby so many times and now she is being called all types of bitches on the internet or saying say, something to Monique's credit and to the young woman's credit that she was talking about I think we do as people need to come together and decide it's okay to look raggedy if that's how much you care about where you're at I feel like if you're gonna show up somewhere you're like listen I came here in my stained cause that's how much I hate being here but would you go out in your pajamas though so there's a difference in not dressing up and just looking like you're going to get the mail in public and I think that's what Monique was talking about. She wasn't saying you have to put on a tuxedo or a ball gown to leave the house. Because it's just like Josh was saying the same thing. Like somebody had to be looking extremely rough. Like those people I saw at the DMV. Like I just wore a yeah, t-shirt and jeans to the DMV. Like I didn't go out there in store my and house shoes yeah. and some long boxer shorts and a sleeveless t-shirt with Pop-Tarts all over it. But those are the people I saw it. If that's what Monique meant, then she lost it. Ain't no nuance on the internet. It's either dress like trash or put on a tuxedo. Nobody was going to... The way you skillfully sparse that point, right? Mm-hmm. There ain't enough characters for that on Twitter. So they'd rather just say, shut your ass up. That's always going to happen. Everybody goes through that. You can never tell that... Like, before Bill Cosby was in trouble for what he was now... The first time black people turned on him was like 20 years ago when he was like, "Y'all need to uh, take up your ch- take, take care of your children and pull up your pants." And they shut were like, "Fuck your Bill Cosby, Doctor Huxley, shut your bitch ass up." You can never have a black people do better in any sense in a public forum. It will always turn against you, no matter how right you may be. You cannot say black people do better. You will be stoned to death. <laughs> No, I think I will. Okay, so I'm not. I I think that's amazing advice. 
So this statement is not saying to do better. That's not that's expressly what I'm not saying right now. I'm not telling anybody to do better. All I'm saying, and this is a personal thing, because you only know if it happens to you. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it could. And you'll know if it happens to you. You'll know that you need to dress better in public if you go out in public dressed how you feel like is appropriate and somebody tries to give you spare change. That'll be how you know <laughs> that you need to step your game up. That's, that's the best way because that was that was out of love. So someone lovingly was like, let me help you out. And if you don't need the help, then, you know, just dress a little better. Yeah. How would you react to that? How would all of you react to that? Can you imagine looking so bad? That somebody like put a dollar in your hand or some shit, or you walk past and heard people say, oh, I would take I all these bombs in here. I'm like, how would you react? To this? I would feel so bad. It has happened to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it really so, has. Yeah, so way back in the day, this is this is actually one of the, the one of the big problems with my hair, right? <laughs> back in the day, I would I was, you know, growing my hair on everything and I got a haircut, and I actually we had to cut it from the special for time but it, I tell the story at least at the live show I told the story of how I had been letting my hair grow out and I went to my barber and he cut it but as he's cutting it his fiance called to break up their engagement oh. so now he's trying to cut my hair through the pain and he, he ruined me I, I haven't had a haircut since this is, this is a year before the pandemic and and so oh, I, I was on the bus all the way home and oh, no. and uh, a dude a dude laid over to me on the bus and was like, "Hey, young blood, you want some of my ham sandwich?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, what? No, no, no I'm 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 good. I'm, You're I'm all right. Emmy I'm nominated headed. writer. I'm headed home right now." And he was like, "You ain't got to be strong, bro." <laughs> It was the most insulting and loving thing that it that it happened to me at the same time. Oh. Oh. So you didn't take the soul. sandwich. Not only did I not take the sandwich, I started wearing my hat. This this is like my go-to. If I even am in the slightest bit of doubt, I wear this hat. Because black people judge me for wearing the hat, but they don't judge me as much as they would judge me if I wasn't wearing the hat. All right, but the hat you look like. You know, kind of crazy, but without the hat, that nigga's homeless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like at least with the hat, it's like oh, okay, he's 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 weird. And hey, weird black people are in right now. Like we're we're doing big things. Weird, quirky black. Mm, that that is marketable. I you know I, I got a good a good another five years with this hat being an option. Well, with regards to this story with Monique's story as a black man I stayed out of it I didn't even comment on it because I just felt like this is a woman to woman conversation so I stayed out Uh of it so with that um, I give our white listeners a little bit of caution on this one (laughs) and how you approach your black co-workers on this one this is one of them where you gotta come in neutral (laughs) you can't come in siding with Monique or siding with the streets you just got to go shit i don't know you might have always to. white people just ask black people if they've heard about something oh yeah that's right and that's then right. let them steer the conversation from there 
All right, just man. saying. You heard? Did you see what Monique said? And then just they'll take it. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> and you just sit back and listen. And then at the end of all of the black person goes, "Good talking to you." <laughs> exactly. His podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Wherever you download us, you can download Rod at Rod the number four short Rod for short on all social media as well. Rod, I leave you to your evening. Uh, what you sipping on? I forgot to ask you what you were sipping on. Uh, I'm sipping time. on uh, a bottle of water right now, man. Uh, I was moving mattresses. Got a new mattress set when oh. I was uh, mm-hmm. when y'all called for me to come on to the show. Okay, okay. So got yeah, you, what you got some posturepedic action or some shit? Yeah, man, little, little temperpedic pillow top. You know, I'm trying to come out this quarantine ready to get back to some flat back fucking. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Country music and all, put that that work. You know what I mean? You you, I I respect that. I I anytime somebody. Anytime somebody does something to that degree, it's kind of to what Roy was saying before. It's like let them know you appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, you know I mean, like I hope, I hope in your future you you hit it so hard you hear banjo music come out. You know, I appreciate that. You know, he is the man who always has a little stank on his hang down. <laughs> he is Rod for short. Rod, thank you as always. We'll chop it up next week. Happy Juneteenth to you, brother. Yeah, happy Juneteenth, man. Bless up. Indeed. I just, y'all are special. Go ahead. Scam of the week time. We got to bring it on home here. We've had the homie Josh Johnson on far too long. Josh, I do appreciate you uh, for sticking this out with us. Um, We got to talk to this brother that work at Sonic. Now, Josh, where are you from? I forgot to ask you that just so the people know. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Louisiana, but I started comedy in Chicago. Oh, so then you know about Sonic Drive-In? Yep. Okay. So if you know about the Sonic Drive-In, then you know all about the spot where you... Like, I never mind Sonic, because Sonic was always a spot for me that it... Like, how can I put it? It was one of those places that was always good. It's like Johnny Rocket. It's good. But it looks like segregation. Why? It okay. It, you get what I'm saying? The whole yeah. concept of a drive-in predates Black freedom. So um. this idea of oh, we're at the sock hop and the roller skate. Come on out to the car. Bring me a milkshake. Get out of here, nigger. Sonic traced back to 1953. Started as a small root beer stand called the Top Hat in Shawnee, Oklahoma was called Sonic because it was a good match for their slogan, service at the speed of sound. I didn't know this, JG. Uh, Big ups to down south Georgia girl, our researcher. She pulled this. uh, Last year during the pandemic, all the mother restaurants plummeted. Sonic, basically built for social distancing. Sonic was up 1.6 million in 2020. I don't know what they normally make, but it's always good to be making more. Uh, than what you normally make. And apparently they have a new Sonic out there that um, has a drive through and a covered patio where guests can dine and play lawn games. I think Sonic is getting a little over ambitious. I don't want to hang out there. I just want to get my sausage, egg and cheese toaster and tots and get the fuck out of here before something strange happens. Shout out to the Sonic in Birmingham on Valley Avenue. Birmingham folk know what I'm talking about. If you at that Sonic, you get the fuck out. <laughs> it's good food. All right. Who do we have 
to share with us their scam of the week, JG. We have Will, and he's going to tell us about the time he worked at Sonic long, long time ago, and there was a white girl in town, and her name is Cocaine. Oh, okay. Cocaine with sausage, egg, and cheese toasters. Yeah. Let's do it. Tell us where you're calling from. I like knowing where people are calling from. We can know that without any secretive <laughs> shit being given away. I live in Tennessee. Dope. So how does cocaine end up at a Sonic restaurant <laughs> that was formerly known as the Top Hat Root Beer Stand? I'm sure that was not the intentions of the founders, Troy Smith and Charles Papp. Well, without giving too much away, uh, where where I worked at, it was kind of like a richer part of town. And we were near a high school. And most, most of Sonics are kind of near like a big kind of public area, especially high schools because people go there for like football games and stuff like after parties or whatever. And all the car hops who worked there were either like 16 to 19 years old or they were like 45, 55 years old, which is fine. But everybody had their regulars like because you would always see these girls like, you know, throughout the week. And from learning all the positions, I would take orders on the, uh, you know, the screen, all the prompter. So I'd be talking on the headset and stuff and people would just order stuff. And every once in a while, I'd get an order saying, like, make sure my drink is extra cold. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just hit the extra ice button and I wouldn't know what was going on. Like, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Like it's a hot day or whatever, or it even be middle of winter or whatever. I'm like, what is all right, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm taking these orders and sometimes like we'd be shorthanded. So I take the orders, I'd actually make it. And then I'd run it out, you know, without any skates, you know, they're expecting, a female to come out there and skate zipping around. But I, one time I went out there and it was one of those orders where it's like, make sure the drink's extra cold. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Go out there. And the guy is obviously agitated for some reason. I'm like, all right, he just, didn't <laughs> he just wasn't having a good day. And so I'm handing him a food. I'm like, yeah, it's like four thirty-seven or whatever. And he's like, where's the rest of my order? Uh-oh. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, all right, fuck this. And he just knocks the, the food out, drives off. And I go back in. And I was like, man, this guy was like really upset. I took his order. And one of the other car hops on duty was this other guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you didn't give him cocaine, did you? And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, some of the other car hops are just selling cocaine. Like they have a, they have a bunch of regulars. And he's like, did they say make sure the drink's extra cold? I'm like, yeah. He's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the code word. You didn't know that? I'm like, no, I'm not getting any Wait, of the... Like you didn't watch the employee training video? Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. There was, there was so many... Uh, I guess there was like a ring of like five or six girls oh who were just distributing <laughs> cocaine. So that's why they had regular... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I missed the memo on that. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe uh, I lost some, some customers or something. But So you were young. You didn't have a cocaine plug. So I assume you never partaked in selling the cocaine to make a couple extra bucks. But <laughs> did, did anybody ever get arrested? No, that, that's the thing is uh, the people who owned all the Sonics in the area, they were from a certain religious group. They were very like teetotal. Uh, except I'm not trying to say too many things not that it's going to get anybody in trouble because this was like 15 16 years ago but like i know one of the managers was in on it mm. as far as i know because the way that this other guy told me about it was very cavalier and he's like oh yeah 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 you didn't know about this i'm like no i guess he just assumed that i knew about it but uh <laughs> oh yeah when you ask for extra juice that means put a heroin needle <laughs> in there with the tots oh my goodness gracious that's so wild 
that. <laughs> imagine, Josh, imagine being a motherfucker who really just wanted extra ice. This all of this is like what leads me to the thing I wanted to mention to you before. You talked about family trees, yeah. fast food places. My uncle went to I can't remember if it was Popeyes or KFC, but he basically no, I think it was churches. He went to a chicken place and was trying to get them to give him a deal because he brought his own chicken. <laughs> So he brought his own chicken and was like, no, you just go ahead and drop these. I need you to drop these in the grease. (laughs) They were like, we can't do that. And he's like, I can see the grease right there. I could do it. They have fish spots like that in Texas, though, where you can bring your own fish and they'll take it in the back and fry it for you. But you can't just pull up to churches. With well, your own chicken. And my man, at first he was like, oh. he, this is the worst part about it. So he initially was like, oh, let me get a five piece. And then he started digging in his bag. And when he was digging his bag, they were like, oh, okay, that'll be like 826. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and then they were like 826. And he's like, oh, no, I got mine. I got like, I already got the five piece. And they're like, what? And then he pulled out from the grocery store the saran wrapped mm. chicken and it was like i just want you to it's drop so these mm. <laughs> and they were like sir we can't do that and he's like what do you mean you can't do it <laughs> will i'm sorry we have to end on that note with you brother thank you <laughs> all right man so much for coming on the show if ever i'm in nashville which should be before the end of the year just hit me up at jg or reach out we'll get you some tickets to come see me live brother i mean that thank you so much man yeah, thank you so much thank you jg thank you, thank you brother thank you. have a good one <laughs> Bye. well i uh, Roy, I was going to ask you really quickly about President Obama, but now this chicken Mm-mm. Josh. <laughs> yeah, fatherly.com, June 17th, I'll be moderating a chat with President Obama about fatherhood and fathers. That's the show. Um, Thank you to Josh Johnson who came on. Josh's new hang on I gotta find the sheet cause I I remembered it all day but then you said that shit about raw chicken and to get that I just gotta read this shit comedian Josh yeah. Johnson now I'm sorry I told him y'all acted like I gave you salmonella I was about to talk we just about had a the dude president on, we had a dude on last week who had a piece of chicken blood fall on his lip so it's just been it's been a nauseating week with raw chicken this month it's been a bad Juneteenth with chicken uh, Josh Johnson the specialist hashtag Presented by Trevor Noah, Friday, June 18th, Comedy Central. After that, streaming on the Comedy Central app and Paramount Plus. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being here. Royce Job Fair is a production of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, and South Park Impression Productions. Big thank you to our researcher, Rhonda, a.k.a. Down South Georgia Girl. Uh, JG, you're the white blood cell, so keeps the flow and keeps the bullshit out of the show. Thank you, Josh. I mean, thanks for having me, but I'm, I, man, I wish I would have told you the story way before, so then you know I could maybe have started the story. You would have been like, ah, oh, don't do that. That's too late. Because now I feel like we covered some good ground, and I may have won some some new friends, and I lost them all in this moment. No, it's fine. Uh, where can everybody find you online, brother? You really are talking like it's fine. Uh, this is the most. It's fine. <laughs> this is the most. It's fine. fine. 
dad. I haven't had a feeling like this from a dad since before my dad died. Oh. This is this is terrible. <laughs> no, it's fine, son. All right. Barack and Michelle, we will do better. <laughs> Uh, Josh, was it Josh Comedy? Josh Johnson, what are you on? So on Instagram, I'm Josh Johnson Comedy. On Twitter, I'm at Josh Johnson. Facebook, if you still use it, at Josh J Comedy. And YouTube at Josh Johnson Comedy, where I post clips of my podcast, The Josh Johnson Show, and my stand-up. All right, man. Well, brother, thank you so much. That's the show. We'll be back next week. And uh, Jacqueline, um, let's be quiet real quick and see if them people are still having sex this morning. All right, cool. Here's a clip from Josh Johnson. Hashtag June 18th. We're out. I have friends who are dating, trying to date in New York and stuff. And especially my female friends will talk to me about their troubles trying to date in like metropolitan city, trying to date in the age of the apps and everything. And I even had one friend, she came to me with this list and it was the list of everything that she wanted in a guy, you know? And I told her honestly, cause I care about her. I need you to take that list and throw it in the trash. All right. <laughs> Burn it if you have to, if that will help you forget the memory. I'll tell you right now, there's only three things. There's only three attributes that you could hope for in a guy that you're gonna make a partner. There's only three. You need to pick two, okay? <laughs> you need to pick two of those three. Whichever two you can live with. And move on, because you're not going to get all three. I hate it for you, but it's not going to happen. I'll go over them right now. There's good dick. Good person got his shit together. You need to pick two of those three. Whichever two work for you and move on. And if he has one, leave. Don't let a one ruin your life. Just one? Mm. I honestly, I have friends complaining to me about their ones and I'm falling asleep listening to the story because it's just boring. It's like, oh, well, you told me you had one to begin with, so what are we really talking about? If he's just a good person, doesn't have good dick, doesn't have a shit together, just a good person, a friend like that's y'all can hang out on the weekends go to museums I don't know why you try to force more you know if he's just good dick just good dick not a good person don't have a shit together just good dick that's literally a dildo. That's what a dildo is for. Why are you stressed out? Make a mold of his dick in his sleep and leave. Nobody puts their vibrator back in the drawer like, Eva got my birthday. Like, that's...
it's not gonna happen if you treat it like what it's for. Because <laughs> you're not gonna get all three. And I hate it for you. I really do. Sincerely. And every time I have this conversation with, with my friends, sometimes they, they get upset. Not every time. Sometimes they do get upset. And they're like, no. No, he has all three. No. No, he has all three. I know it. I feel it. I feel it here and here and here. No. He has all three. If you really think he has all three, he's gonna kill you, all right? That is a murderer putting on a facade, okay? I'm sure all 33 women thought Ted Bundy had all three, you know? Seemed like, no, it's, Ted, it's just nice, you know? It's just nice to meet a guy that like, has his shit together as a lawyer and everything, and like, knows, how to, knows his way around the bedroom, knows how to listen. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, like that's how it went every time. You, know, you want to know what bothers me? What really upsets me? What even scares me a little bit? I don't know which two I am. Because I don't get to decide, you know? That's another person's decision about me. I'm scared I'm going to be laying back with my girl years from now, right? Years from now, just laying back. We're talking about this, and I lean over to her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good dick and a good person, right? <laughs> and she's like, you have a great job, all right? This has been a special presentation of Roy's Job Fair. To hear more episodes, search for Roy's Job Fair wherever you get your podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 